thing that I do when mm-hmm. I go to the gym, and this is like probably just as crazy as that, is I listen to that scene from Dark Knight Rises, uh-huh. where yeah, mine is like Sigma, where like he's climbing out of the fucking gulag thing. No, no well, it's associated with that, but like. See, I love my girlfriend to death, but mm-hmm. something that she fucks up in my life is that I don't get to be single and have like this like lonely like you know storyline. You don't going. have to be like yeah, the lonely yeah, single male. Yeah, I me miss, too. I hate. Yeah, yeah, it's like such a motivator to like you know nobody understands me. Mm-hmm. I'm like a piece of shit. And then know? to have somebody that understands you, yeah, and loves like and the, cares for you. It's yeah, like, or oh, like they'll, they'll all understand when I die. You yeah, know what I mean like that. Yeah. Like I'm gonna train like hard as fuck. And mine <laughs> is there's this scene where Bruce Wayne is like. His knee, he's been out of the game for a while. You yeah. Remember what I'm talking about? He's walking around the cane. Mm-hmm. And he, like, is starting to, like, he goes down to the lab. And he's, like, getting his knee worked on and everything. And Alfred comes out and he's, like, you know, I think, I don't think you know who you're fucking with. And he's, like, well, I'd be happy to hear. And he's, like, Bane was part of the League of Shadows. And he goes, there's a pit in the more ancient part of this world where they send men to die. And he goes, but every now and then the pit sends something back. And that's when I usually go my hardest. Like, I wish. Yeah. Put me in a pit. Put me in a pit. I'm out. You got to admit, that's pretty badass. That is fucking badass. I, I, I'm I a big uh, film score person in my workout playlist. I love listening to songs from movies. Oh, yeah. The I'm Not a Hero from The Dark Knight. Yep. From the first one. Mm-hmm. I listen to that. That's usually that's like in there. starting point. Duel of the Fates by Phantom Menace. Yeah. I've just heard that one like way too many that times. That shit gets me so geek. Well, because my brother overplays it like a motherfucker. Yeah, I know. And He's like, oh, you will. You'll listen yeah, to this. We'll be on our way to like downtown bagel and he plays yeah, and it. He'll, he'll, he kills it for me. Yeah, kills it. Yeah. And then he'll. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dying to Talk. Uh, doing the intro within the episode instead of recording it afterwards, I feel like that just works better because every time I try to do the intro after the fact, I fumble heavy. It's a chilly Sunday. We're in this beautifully lit, naturally lit room, and I have a very special guest. We have a very special guest. We have Sam Afron, longtime homie of Dying Industry Films. And my brother's best friend for some, somehow with two completely uh, competing personalities, they're like best friends. What's up, Sam? Hey, man. How you doing? I'm good. Is the pressure on now that we're rolling? No, the pressure's not on. The pressure, the pressure for me is internal from just like 10 years ago in school and hating doing introductions. Uh-huh. I can't, I, it's the worst. The intros are always the hardest for Does me. Does that get, yeah, because I love like talking in front of people. Uh-huh. It's just when I have to sit there and like, it, especially when it's something like you ever do the the two truths and a lie thing, like uh, starting class. It like yeah. literally is painful because not only do you have to brag a little bit, and some people have no problem bragging. They're like, uh, uh, "I'm an iguana mom." Uh, I'm <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm an iguana mom. Um, I drive a Mercedes E class, and, and I don't like, like mayonnaise, and uh, I'm not cool. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, you are cool. And then, like, you get a little giggle. And it's like the people with the worst personalities are the best as the introductions in class. That's a fact. You know, you would actually have on, you would probably have a nightmare heart attack if uh, our acting class on week one, we were paired up with complete strangers and we basically had to tell our entire life story oh. for the assignment. Wait for it. It gets crazier. And then our partner, our scene partner, or in this case, has to go up. And act as us. Yeah. And tell our life story through somebody else. That is rough. It was trippy because the person who who did mine, I was like, damn, 
does my life sound that fucking depressing? Because, like, I guess some of the things I was saying were really depressing. Like, talking about, you know, you know, all types of shit. But, yeah, no, Sam, like, the the icebreaker thing. It's like, everybody, let's go around the room and, you know, tell us where you're from. Like, there's literally, like, a football in my throat the whole time. Oh, dude, and I start getting, like, anxiety, and I'm like, I might not live through this. I might die. I don't think I'm going to make it, and I think terrible things are going to happen after I go. You know, like... And then the wave of like, relief once you're done. No, I still have it because I'm like, was that good? It's enough? bad. Yeah, because no, I think people are looking at me after like he's still doing it. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's still freaking out, you know, because I get so like, oh, like my hands get clammy and stuff. But the thing is, is when I have like a presentation, like I had a presentation on like Cuba uh-huh. and I started talking about um, I started talking about like the car. You know how the car scene over there in Cuba yeah, works yeah, yeah, yeah. is like basically once the embargo happened. And they they didn't want people driving. I could be wrong. Somebody could fact check check <laughs> me. But uh, they so there was no more car parts coming in. So you had all these American cars like Chevy Bel Airs and like yeah, classic yeah. like fifties cars like right around the time that the embargo happened. And these people just had to come up with creative ways to work about it. So you go to Cuba, you go to like Havana. There's just beautiful like chevy bel airs driving around that are like and it was such an underground community thing but either way i was talking about that in class and i was so excited uh-huh. to talk about it but when i have to like intro myself as if i'm somebody it just really you know drives me crazy well you know what it is you, you kind of the best way to do it because i've gotten a little bit better at it um you kind of just have to not fucking think about yourself in that moment and just get your information across the acting classes I've been taking. have really helped with that, but still saying like, I have, it, it has to you be, you have to yeah. do it. And that's how I look at it too. And I also, I have like a bunch of different tactics uh, that I use to make myself more comfortable. Cause I've had, I've had a meltdown before I've I, had like your embarrassing moment. I've had it. Yeah. I remember I was in a class and they talked and it got so bad that I went, I can't speak anymore. <laughs> it was like, and Damn. I was like, I was so ashamed to go back to this class after that happened. And like, people are, are like, what are you crazy, Sam? Like, you're so outgoing, you know, like you talk. I was like fucking terrified. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I got to go back. I was like, I got to go back. Cause if you walk away from things like that, I don't want to create a habit out of walking away from things that scare you. So I kept going back and I was nervous as shit. And, you know, I'm about to use the R word. I was like, everybody in this class thinks I'm retarded. They think I have a disability or something. There's something wrong with me. But I just kept going back and I got through it. And, you know, I could look back on it and be like, well, at least I'm not a pussy. You know what I mean? I hate like right before I die for the international business class to pop in. (laughs) Your whole life meant nothing. But like there's certain tactics you can use. And just like a handful of ones I do is look at everybody Mm -hmm. because you can't engage with everybody if you're looking down at the floor. So before you start, you know, sometimes when you get anxiety like that, yeah, you, just try um, to keep the mic like direct, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes when you get anxiety like that, uh, what happens is, is like you leave your body and your body starts, your mind starts making all these situations mm-hmm. that are like your fears and none of them are happening right then. So the first thing that I usually do is I'll usually look down at the floor and I tap my feet and that's like a grounding thing for me. It's like, okay, I'm here. And then another good thing to do is like, and I used to do this when I used to do, when I used to do business presentations, I used to keep a cold glass of water next to me. So I used to be in these Zoom, these Zoom things for my, my job. Mm-hmm. And they would have like this, this big thing, there'd be 40 people in there and it's like king awkward. 
it's like really uncomfortable and I used to keep and so now you're nervous and it's awkward so I used to keep a cold glass of water and when you feel the water and you feel the cold you're like okay I'm here yeah it takes you out of whatever you're doing and then wow. when you start speaking look at everybody because uh. then you could engage you know what I mean? If you sit there and go, all right, I just got to get this over with. And you go, my name is Sam. I'm 29. Uh, uh, I have two dogs. Uh, and you do that really fast. You're going to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. So accept that it's here and just get through it. You know, that's yeah. What a way to start the fucking episode. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like the it, anxiety is really fucking dumb. It's just like, this shit is not ha- like, all the things that I think about before I like, go in for a job interview or go in for my first day at a new thing or just meeting somebody at a meeting, whatever. And then afterwards I'm like, yeah, what the fuck was I like tripping about? But the one thing that I can't get back to is like live theater. I can't do it. I, cause of the, cause of the, the anxiety is still really there, but my anxiety already, I already had like bad stage anxiety in high school, but like, again, they're like, Oh, but you're so outgoing. And it's just like, yeah, but you don't know what's... It's, it's very dismissive. You don't know what's you going I, on. You and I are like that. Yeah. It's very dismissive because it's like, it's all in your head. You're, you don't you're, know what you're talking about. Yeah. You're like, well, for <laughs> me, my first, like, I'm a main character thing was my uh, junior year, but I also was dealing with, like, my digestive, like, issues at the time. What so is it? It was like, do you remember when they like thought I had Crohn's disease and they were treating me for Crohn's? What did it turn into? Colitis? I don't fucking... Crohn? Honestly... Couldn't even tell you. I don't fucking remember. Were you remember. stressed out at the time? I was. It was making me stressed out for sure. I got food poisoning football camp my junior year, and like it just basically to sum this up. Co- never, I heard Coach Bianco does that. Never to make went his players away. Work harder. It never went away. Like I was shitting constantly, like four or five times a day, and I would like I would like eat a peanut butter sandwich and like have to go to the bathroom right. Away. I was like, damn, am I fucking dying? But it was it, probably something. It probably triggered. But this like last this lasted. I shoot you not. <laughs> Like, uh, pretty much all of my junior year and, like, middle of my senior year. Having, like, oh, man, like, I got to go to the bathroom, and uh, but I have to go on stage and sing a song for the next six minutes straight. You know what that, I mean? And, you're, you're, and the, it created the pressure this, of the like, moment didn't stop. Once the, the I was months, in. That's how it is. It's gone. Because I, I shit my brains out regularly. I have exactly what you're talking about. And I've realized if there's some high-pressure situation, my bowels are like, all right. I oh yeah, you. my mind too. Like even my mind too. Like I'll get the sensation of throwing up. I've never thrown up. Or like, oh, what if I? But the stomach pain's already there from the actual ailment, right? Yeah. And then, t- then you put stress and ang- anxiety into it. And then it's like it feels even worse. And then there's like the thought of like no escape. Like there's no. To me, there's no worse feeling than like really having to go to the bathroom and you can't. So in a moment like that, when I'm on stage, I'm like. I don't, my stomach already hurts so i'm like every moment of pain it's like is this the one is this i'm gonna ruin my yeah. costume right now so uh. that's why like as an adult bro if we travel if we go somewhere like i'm always driving because i'm like if i gotta go use the bathroom i'm stopping the and you car. gotta be able to i gotta be in control of like being able to go to the bathroom when i go to the city i keep a backpack with me all the time oh the city's a, the worst a spare change of clothes baby wipes toilet paper all that shit oh, you go all that because hard yeah, bro, because that's like my biggest fear. You want to know what the biggest fear for it's me like, is? And it happens is what? shitting in the club. Shitting in the club is Yo, one of the worst. Cause I've never been to a you club. You always get so some. Oh my! Well, first off, you're listening to house music, and you're you can hear under the door. People are like, "What the fuck is going on in there?" Now you hear people like I. I last night I had to. You go just to the, painted a vision to me. Now I feel it. Oh, it's one of the worst anxieties in the world. Because like, if I'm left to my own devices, yeah, and I'm using the bathroom, it's like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, I go on my phone, 
and I make sure like everything's good. When you're in the when you're in like a bar or like a crowded restaurant, it's getting get out. It. First off, courtesy flushes. Second that sh- second that shit hits the water, mm-hmm. you know, touch yeah. and bust. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> but you have to like be so on top of it, and you can literally hear people start to, and then you see the the twisting. Yeah. Of the, you know, do I they ever say, make eye contact with you through a little gap in the door? That, would be that really shit disturbing. pisses no, me off. I don't off. know what bathroom you're. Oh, you mean through the stall? Through the stall? Oh, that doesn't happen. I don't. That I, that's happened. Happen. No, be like, stalls are comforting. Stalls are because terrifying. stalls means there's more than one option. Not but when always. you're in a bar where there's two bathrooms, one girls, one boys, uh-huh. and you got dudes that need to piss because they're drinking and they're going in and out. Like if you if you have to shit between like six o'clock and nine p.m. at a bar, you're fucked. You're good. Oh, no, you're good because it's now crowded. If you have yet. to ship between nine and two a.m., you're fucked. Yeah, you're fucked. It's it sucks. You know, I've had a like just it's it's like uh, more that's fun. valid. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> no, that that makes perfect I, sense. you, you want to hear a good one. Mm-hmm. This is it, we don't have to make this whole thing about shit, but it's like honestly, nothing makes me laugh harder than hearing people's shit stories. I had a time such where, a simple man. Uh, yeah, I had a time where I went to. Uh, jiu-jitsu with tanner for uh-huh. the first time first time i ever did it and they don't like there's no like beginner they just throw you in they i'm just, sure yeah. there is they beat the tanner's like hardcore yeah he just threw me into it and my body was like so just like you know when you go skiing and you're not like a skier and the next day you're so sore because you're using muscles that mm-hmm. you've never used i did this thing over there and my body was like what the fuck did you just do and then I went down to the warehouse, and I don't know if it's still on the menu, but I got this thing called a Durango burger down there, and it was like nasty. It was it was good, you know, nothing bad about the warehouse, but it was like it was like this huge burger with chili all over it. And I ate it, and then we went from there. We went down to the brewery, mm-hmm. and I started to hit me what you're talking about, like mm-hmm. that fear. And it was like the the one where it starts to get sharp, and you think like some internal damage is going on. And I saw you know Ryan Noble. Yeah, of course. I saw Ryan Noble, who lives right there, like right up the street, and I hadn't seen him in like six months. And I went up to him. I went, how you doing? Give me your keys. <laughs> you know, there was no like. I need your he keys He was just now. like, uh, okay. And I like took his thing, and I sprinted full speed from there up to the foundry. Uh-huh. And I got in his uh, I got in his elevator, and I was like pushing myself against the wall like, fuck. Like this, this thing was hitting me like crazy, and I'm like jamming, jamming the number on the elevator, and I'm like, please, nobody get in here, please, nobody get in there. And the doors open, and I like squeeze through it, and I sprinted down towards his apartment, and I'm putting the code into his door, and it's like I'm getting the code wrong, and I'm like, fuck, and I just went, it's going down, and I just shit my pants. <laughs> you were that close. Oh, I shit my pants, and then, oh man, um. I shit my pants. I went inside. Ryan's at LPN, so I knew he'd understand. He deals with shit all the time. Yeah. But I was like, you cannot tell anybody. You especially can't tell his roommate, Kevin, because Kevin's going to be talking about me shit my pants for the next five years. What if Kevin listens to this? It's Well, I'm cool with it now. Right, cool. You know what I mean? But I think there was like some pretty girls there that night, and they're going to be like, Kevin would totally be the type to be like, yo, didn't you shit your pants? But that was one of them, and that's happened about like four times, but I understand the like there needs to be a bathroom close yeah yeah well i mean i think i shit myself twice as an adult yeah and they always i don't fucking running you know what's crazy like i don't even like the one time i did in high school was so traumatizing because i i did it the worst possible time i did it at football camp in the woods in like port jervis where there's no escape you shit in the woods 
or no, in the pants? I tried to make it back to the cabin and it just I was I was. But did you pull your pants down and shit in the woods? No, I there was. Okay, <laughs> let me explain to you. You could have shit in the woods. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. Let me explain to you. So we had the main cabin, where. <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking about this. This is so good, though. It's so funny. It just shit is like somebody's so going to play this. Had the main cabin. Oh, yeah. The kids I played varsity with are already, are, if there if there is any of them that listen, they're, they're like, oh, I remember that. Yeah. So it's annoying, too. I just bought brand new Nike shorts. They were like a light gray color, whatever. So we go up for practice, and we're stretching out, and I'm like, damn, I got to take a shit. But where we were. Where's the football camp? This camp was like upstate New York. This was not like hour, two hours. It was like about an hour and a half. I think it was. No, it was like Western, like Port Uh, Jervis, that direction, I think. Oh, that's not that far, but still. Yes, it was. We were staying there. We were not going home after. Okay. So uh, this was like day four. And I was like, oh, I got to use the bathroom. But where we were, where the fields were, the woods weren't like the trees were like evenly spaced out. There wasn't like, oh, Nowhere I can't see. There wasn't. There really yeah. wasn't. That, so I was no, like, no, you need like overgrowth. Yeah, you know, like there was brush. none. So I was like, <laughs> I, I, I remember I was so nervous to ask Coach Bianco to use the bathroom. That guy so shits I, in the woods. I went up to him. the. He would have went over dude, there by the I went huckleberry up to, tree. I went up to the quarterback coach. I went up to Coach Hendershot, somebody who didn't even know my name. I was like, Coach, can I go to the bathroom? He was like, Yeah. Go. Like, why are you asking me? So then I run down the hill to where the mess hall was because. I was like, oh, there's a bathroom there. Locked. I was like, damn. Oh, no. I run further And your down. bowels already, They're as you're like opening the door, we're like, it's going down. They're already yeah. activating. So <laughs> what? I'm like running back to the fucking, again, too, when your anxiety and your stress and you're like, it's an unfamiliar situation. Well, no, actually, your decision making clearing skill, Your decision making skill, my, they went out the window. But would you say your anxiety was triggered there? Because it's like, it's almost like. When you're underwater, like you get crashed by a wave and you're trying to get to the air, your yeah. mind is actually not anxious. It's I need to shit. It's actually yeah, yeah. My super objective is I have to shit. Yes, yeah. That's just great. Okay. That's super objective. Yeah, that's my super objective. <laughs> so I'm running back to the cabin. It happens, and I was like, "Let me make it back to the cabin. I will literally hop in the shower, throw these shorts out. Nobody will know." It falls out of my shorts and lands right on the sidewalk. Oh no. So I guess it was like easy cleanup, but I was like, "Damn, there's evidence right there." What do you mean that's not an easy cleanup? Because it's like it you literally go get like, like a bucket of water. A water bottle is not going to do it. What do you mean? It's on the sidewalk. Not. I don't give a fuck about the sidewalk. I'm talking about me. So I oh, run. I run uh, to the cabin, take everything. So there's off. a human shit on the sidewalk. <laughs> the crazy. You know it's human hold shit on, too. Hold on. So I hop in the shower get cleaned up. So I'm like, bad. what do I do with these shorts? I literally just like open up the cabin window. And just, I, I shit you not, 120 yard toss, like into the woods, gone. I was like, get rid of them. No oh, evidence. Heavy. No evidence. And then I run back they up, go back farther. to practice. And then, like, I thought I was good. I thought I was good. Okay. And then in the middle of the practice, they're like, yo, Perillo, did you shit yourself? I'm like, no, what are you talking about? He goes, what's that on your, I changed my pants. Oh, no. But my, this is why I knew something was like seriously Leaky medically gut. wrong. I was, still going to the bathroom but i couldn't yeah. feel it i was like what the fuck i was like that's not normal bowel it, incontinence it was happening but i couldn't feel it and then they were like oh prillo shit himself and i was like yeah, yeah guys but it wasn't nearly as bad as anyway so after practice we walk past especially those dudes will we walk past of, oh my god yeah they yeah got dragged second out there's, like crazy. Poo. <laughs> there's poo they got dragged out so bad um 
we walk past that sidewalk and they're like oh what is that and then i was like oh i don't know it looks oh, like deer shit the poop? one kid was like yo prillo be honest is that yours <laughs> i was like nah bro get the fuck i was like you just saw me shit up there how would it get over here it was bobby randall if you're listening that it was my shit um that's so and funny. then like but that day it just kept coming like i just kept going yeah, yeah. Like, i couldn't get out of the bathroom and this was football camp and there were stalls bro the t- my teammates were like hopping over the stalls and like taking like videos of me. Yeah, no football. Teammates Literally, like just like, fighting for my life. Like it was on people's that's never snap stories. Be a good it was on. Situation. This was like some ha- like ha- uh, lifetime movie. And ass they'll, shit. they'll like, start calling it dookie. If I was, too. if I was like, a yo, Perla's literally, dookie. literally, if I was a pussy, <laughs> if I was a pussy, I would have killed myself. And then I would been like a whole thing. I'd been like NFA football team bullies kid. Over oh, dookie. I was just like fuck it, whatever. Like half these kids, I- I'm not even gonna be friends with after this fucking see. I don't give a fuck. Oh, you must have been. You that sounds like anxiety. You're starting to develop. Like all right, I'm. I gotta get out of town. I'm gonna dye my hair. Like I. <laughs> couldn't i was like so i was like i'm about to walk home i'm about to just leave that's camp. mortified but yeah. then co- the mortified. coach the same coach that said permission to go to the bathroom he was like yo man like i got he had like a whole like ca- cabinet of medicine because he was like this stuff happens like the food up here will get we'll no fuck he kids like up. pulled his pants down and said me too <laughs> me too and and like, everywhere. Shit stage. But no like um but then it was like we had it we were having two a day practices so it was time for night practice and coach bianco was like perilla how you doing i was still going like every like two three minutes i was like getting up and going to the bathroom i was like i think there's something wrong with me like i just kept drinking water he goes all right you don't have to practice and i was like i think we should call like the hospital and see what the fuck is going on and then for the rest of camp like i just didn't practice well you might have gotten a stomach bug or something it wouldn't go away it was longer than 24 hours it was like because i've seen people at the hospital and then having to take a bus ride shitting yeah. Having to take a school bus ride home for like an hour and a half ride when you have to shit. Yeah. And every the whole bus knows that you have to shit because they see it because the whole week they were sweating. watching you take a shit and you're getting made fun of for an hour and a half straight and there's nothing you can do to defend yourself. At least you're getting made fun of for that, you know. Yeah. It's not, it, but everybody it, here's the thing is everybody has to deal with that. Yeah, no, point. I know. Yeah. I, and I didn't take it personal. I was like, damn, this is like kind of the worst situation possible. Because I laugh in my, like when I get made fun of for my, like whatever shit situation, like it's very. Funny. I didn't have time to laugh. I was just in so much pain. I was yeah. just like, so then the whole rest of my junior year was just like, I had to go to the bath. I had to get like a bathroom pass, like a special bathroom pass where like I didn't have to ask. I would just leave. And my one teacher, Ms. Goodman, fuck her. Fuck that bitch. Damn. Didn't believe me. She thought I was making it up. And yeah. I literally, she wouldn't let me go. I, she literally stood in front of the door and I was like, yo, are you serious? I swear to God. I was like, yo, how many people were in the class? And she there was made like, this part of her lesson plan. She was just like, you're, you're, I'm, you're, you don't, you're, you're late to school and you're not. Cause I had her first period and I was like, ma'am, I'm literally dealing with like, this could be like cancer. I don't yeah. know what this is. And you're also taking time out of your lesson. I'm so disruptive. You're literally guarding this door with your life right now. You, you, and I literally sat next to the door so I could just. Well, they're gonna have to get so you know more what I used did? to that as like because more and more people, this is like growing. Like yeah. all the numbers, like all the poop been, numbers. All yeah, all the poop stats. <laughs> all, all the poop stats are all based on like like studies done in like the early two thousand tens. Yeah. And now like especially with all the shit they're putting in our food, that we're seeing the stuff all the poop the time. cycle. It just yeah. Continues. Everything's based on like nasty carbs and stuff and people are just You know how I got Miss Goodman away from the door? How? I threatened Farted? I threatened to shit on her desk. Yeah. Actually, you know what's a really good thing for us to talk and about? That is getting cut out of the episode. That she has bird-like features? My girlfriend's like got frog-like features. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I'm telling you right now, we've started... I've started She's talk- amphibious? I've started... Nah, I will... I don't know. Yeah. No, you know what I mentioned? I'd say the girl I'm talking to right now 
looks like a frog. Here's the thing. We all have No, we start like, realizing this, that every person either falls into frog or rat. <laughs> yeah, you're a rat. I'm a rat. I'm no doubt a rat. Wait, that makes total fucking sense. Your brother's though. a frog if I've ever seen one. <laughs> yeah, yo, everybody's either a frog or a rat. Everybody. What about birds? There's birds. No, it's uh, no, but I'm telling you right now, if you do the frog or rat thing, you could find it. Donald Trump, frog. <laughs> Joe Biden, rat. Just keep going through people. Yo, Joe Rogan's a frog. That makes Joe Rogan's so a frog. much sense. And here's that an easy one for you. David so Spade. Rat. Rat. All right, hold on. Let's do a uh, let's run through a lineup here, Spencer. Come on, rat. Yeah, Michael. I could, I could Michael cheese. Michael frog. Michael's a frog. Lopez. Nah, wait. Michael's he's, totally a frog. No, he's light frog. Yeah, he's, light <laughs> he's chaotic. <laughs> yeah, he's he, neutral frog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles, rat. That's king rat. Yeah, <laughs> Billy, rat. That whole family's rats. <laughs> Is, is Pops Cool dude My mom Let me get the One of the Who? Best dudes Bobby Goldstein Miles' dad Bobby I love bullshit with that guy He's cool as fuck What is he Rat or frog Oh he's King rat He's king rat Okay I would say he's more See I get more frogs What about Moiko Come on Frog he's, Oh so frog Yeah He actually does look like a frog too It's not just like My brother's a frog Jessica Alba Yeah Jessica rat. Alba Rat I feel yeah. like bird is better than rat. Yeah, but the narrowness. Of I get it. I get rat. it. Okay. Like, um, you know. <laughs> who else do we have where we could throw? Brendan in Fraser, Carlo, frog, frog. Carlo is He's a frog. frog. Yeah, yeah. Sonny, who's that? Spencer's brother, Robert. Rat, rat. Mister Conti gives rat. Is he? <laughs> yo, you're. It's giving. It's, it's giving, giving rat. It's giving um. Rat. We need like one you more see, person. You, you're getting it though. No, no now I am. Everybody's going to be like listening you just woke me up to some crazy universal truth. Yeah, well, it's either people have like frog or rat. It's like you know, it's almost people that can wear bucket hats and people that can't wear bucket hats. Because <laughs> people who have rat faces can't wear bucket hats. But people Cause have frog. Because because if you're a rat and you wear a bucket hat, you look like Russell Simmons. <laughs> but if you're if you have like an ice cube face. A frog face. If you have a wider face, you could wear a bucket hat. Frog or rat. And that was frog or rat with and Sam Afro. And rats can Afron. wear dad hats. Yes. You have Frogs can't wear dad hats. Imagine Trump in a dad hat. Now imagine him in a bucket. Imagine Joe. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk let's talk about uh uh you know, you you are um you were one of the first people that took a chance on dying industry films because you were in Scayfellas. You yeah. were so gracious to let us use your house for a location. I still sometimes get people like your aunt, for example, was like, oh, that's you, the Russian guy. And she said he did such a good accent. And I'm like, I'm right here. I'm the I'm the person that did it. <laughs> like she was talking about it like it was like some separate like person, a separate I was, entity. I was like, that's me. Yeah. People uh, that don't know you that know me thought you were actually like foreign. That's interesting. That's how convincing it was. And I, I was do like, look really? very European. Too, you do. So well, and you also had like the, the shortest shorts a man could ever wear without it being like you know what it was is like short shorts were like they're still in but i ordered them from this company called bare bottom mm. and they look good on like because the guys had nice legs the model you, ever <laughs> see, you know what i'm talking the model had nice legs uh, you know okay and i was like oh i'm gonna look like that damn that pepperoni i just realized that pepperoni and cheese went so fast yeah you know why because there's two rats sitting over here. <laughs> 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 uh but um yeah y- 
you you have like a natural ability on on camera because we you know you were also in another project you were in like two other yeah you no, were in four in things with us fellas um it's not about that what's it's not about where you get stabbed in the throat oh yeah i love to show like children that one <laughs> it's so crazy like i my i've had like family members like cry over that one then you were in bro house um and then you were in this new project that we will be releasing by the by the time this episode comes out this should be out so bro house was fun i yeah. there was a couple scenes in bro house i had a really good time like the what? party i had a great time the episode seven party and michael's yeah basement. that was a good time yeah and that was my schedule didn't really permit me being more involved but like yeah. i mean you know i had a lot of fun with it and to be honest with you i thought the reason you guys didn't invite me to like do more stuff is because i was really bad no, it was because your schedule. Yeah, I know, but I was like, I haven't talked to you guys in a while, and I was yeah. like, oh, maybe I just suck at this because it's like I have no idea. I've like, you know, I did acting, um, I did acting for like the plays, yeah. and, I, and I don't know if you guys have ever seen the plays that they do at Bishop Dunn. I don't know if they're still doing it, but there was like a ten year span where it was a big deal. Mm. It, I always said it was the reverse of High School Musical. Gotcha. Because if you weren't in the play, it was like, what are you, a weirdo? It was very <laughs> what are you, some kind of nerd? Yeah, it was very confusing. But, like, the whole school, I always think that this is really fucking interesting because the whole school would, like, we would start casting in December uh, for these plays. And I think when I was there, we did uh, Anything Goes. We uh, did, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember what my role was in that one. I, and then my favorite one was, was uh, is it 42nd Street? or what? No, that's the song. Got, no, not guys and dolls. Fuck. Where's the one where like the girl comes from Allentown, Pennsylvania? It's like a play about a play. Oh, is it? It's not. You're in town. Kate, it? No, it's not. Kiss me, Kate. Uh, Kiss me, Kate. You're in town. And it was like, uh, Kara's gonna be listening money. to this. We've got a lot of what it takes to get along. It was. I I'm gonna know. look that up. Producer. It, it had Andy. Look that up. The, no, it had Andy Lee. He'll in it. he'll find it. He'll find it. But I, that was the first. You went to Bishop Dunn. Yeah, I went. Where's that? Dunn. Elementary school or middle school? Uh, it's, ele- it's I don't know what they're doing now. My cousin works for them. Because you ended up going to NFA. Yeah, because I got expelled yeah. from Lords. You so. got expelled from Lords. Yeah, I got expelled from. Lourdes. What did you yeah. do? It was just a culmination <laughs> of a bunch of stuff. Gotcha. And, you know, I'm legally not allowed to talk about it. No, no, it's fine. I mean, it was 42nd Street, it was, by the way. It was 42nd Street? Yeah. Yeah, no. So I got expelled and I switched to NFA. And then, you know, I had like a, what would be the word? Like an evolutionary period where mm-hmm. you have to adjust to NFA. Because yeah. going from Catholic school to NFA is insane. Yeah. But um, no, I, I loved it. But either way, uh, so at Bishop Dunn, this is a big deal. And they got funding from all over the place. And if you know, Bishop Dunn is on the same campus as Mount St. Mary. So uh, we would okay. use their big hall there a college it, you know because most school plays are like in the gymnasium mm-hmm. you know what i mean they get the fold-out chairs this is like a legitimate theater yeah and they used to spend like they used to make this budget of like eighty thousand dollars for like the and people would donate all because you got rich kids going to catholic school they were all donating like the parents uh i remember my grandma first i don't know my step-grandma i don't know what it was i don't know why this happened but she her basement was about the size of like this room here, and she had uh, costumes for everything. So they'd contract my grandma, and we had like I remember I'd have like four, like if if you were main role, you'd have a dressing room with like at the mount with like six outfits, and we were running in, running out, Mike, Mike up in like yeah. seventh grade. It was crazy, and we had uh, a tap dance. Uh, uh, one of the teachers owned a dancing school. 
on the side. So she was doing the choreography and it was like, it was crazy how good it was. You were talking to us earlier about, um, let me just explain. My girlfriend and I, she called me Kennedy the way she F with my job. <laughs> right, my girlfriend, my friends, all of us in our early mid twenties range, we are always wondering like, damn, this fucking sucks. When does it get better? And people that are older than us always say your twenties are your worst time. Your twenties are your worst. You know, it's supposed to be things the best will get time. better. It's supposed to be your best time. You were talking a little bit earlier about the age range that we're at. Yeah. Um, would you care to elaborate on it now? So that okay. would... oh, wow. What a topic. Um, okay. Well, it's hard for everybody. Yeah. Um, just, I'll start with what it's like to be a, a woman at that age. Cause I don't, I'm not really going to touch that much cause I'm not a woman, but I can imagine it's probably pretty difficult, mm-hmm. especially with just like beauty standards and what people expect. Like, I was listening to something the other day that was talking about like the cost of being attractive now. And like back in the day, like you remember when we were younger, like girls were like, it was just like a couple like clothes items, you know, like, like cheap makeup. Like now, like my little sister is 14 years old and she has anti aging creams and shit. Like that's crazy. And just whatever the expectations are with that and with male expectations and navigating like sex and stuff. I don't, I don't even want to fucking think about what that's like for a woman being mm-hmm. people. Cause there's gross dudes out there. And I get the vibe in here that everybody's like pretty solid that we're in the room with here. But there's like there's predatory dudes out there. There's dudes that'll fuck you over. And then there's dudes out there that are really good guys that don't have confidence or they can't take care of themselves at a young age. So they're not getting any and they're getting angrier Mm -hmm. about it because they see like these douchey dudes like getting it because the douchey dudes have confidence. But the douchey girls dudes will treat the girls like shit. So there's just so many hormones and changes. And then we were also talking about uh, mental illness, you yeah. know, and it's on the rise right now. And studies show that mental illness, like if you have something, it's really going to show itself between the age of 20, like your 20s, like as those hormones, as your brain starts to mature, yeah, like these things are going to exacerbate themselves. I've seen several friends who struggle with whether it's bipolar disorder. Uh, you know, I've even seen some friends with schizophrenia like i've seen people where that starts to show itself it's a genetic thing i'm pretty sure and you'll see these people start to drink more often you'll see them start to use drugs like when people have underlying problems they're going to medicate they're going to do something to get themselves back to equilibrium so you'll see that again uh i don't think societally i don't think because you were talking about social media earlier yeah uh everybody's comparing themselves so you feel even more like shit about where your situation is. Cause yeah, cause the peop- when yeah. you're uh, not to cut you off, like an example, like if I'm 25 years old, right? If I go on Instagram and I see like 19 year old kid strikes a $82 million deal with whatever, like I automatically am like this kid's younger than me or this person same age as me. He has more money than me. It's like, God damn it. But it's yeah. just like, why even compare? Like, and I have to tell myself, it's like, why am I even comparing myself to somebody else? Our stories and our lives are so fucking different. Yeah. And it, if I, take the time out of my day to choose to complain and like focus in on somebody else's life. Like that's why everybody's so sensitive. I feel like on the internet, that's why there is such a, um, a huge, like you're saying, cause they already feel like shit. They already feel horrible about like their Themselves. daily lives because they're consuming so much internet. So when somebody comes across and says something offensive or something, they just, they go, all, it's literally like you know releasing the lid off of like a fucking bottle rocket or something because already people are like on the edge 
from all the other shit they have to experience and absorb through the news, through their daily lives, bro. And then they go on the internet and it's like, oh, this person did this. Yeah. Oh, what am I doing? You know, you know, yeah. It's yeah. I think people feel historically worthless. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's 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 like a weird field of just how many people feel like shit and how the disparagement between success and being completely unsuccessful. Like, there's no. It's like there's no in between. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's like. You know, I make a, a really good salary. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard for me. Like, can I buy a house in this area? I make good money. I mm-hmm. do really well and I work really hard and I have two jobs. And can I buy a house in this area? I'd, I could. I would be not spending any money otherwise. I'd yeah. be like going to Aldi's, buying a lot of grains <laughs> and living in my fucking house that all the furniture is from Ikea. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, I think the market is going to crash mm-hmm. just from my... Uh, the Federal Reserve. I don't know if anybody knows what that is, but they send they they set the uh, the some some sort of rate where mm-hmm. it's like banks to lend from each other. You guys, federal funds rate. Yeah, you guys familiar with that? Yeah. So they basically that kind of has something to do with like interest rates. Interest rates are at like a record high. So I think I think everything's going to crash. People aren't buying houses right now. We have so many fucking boomers. There are so many boomers, and they're getting old. Yeah, and they're all going into assisted living. They're going to pass on these houses to whether it's offspring or they're going, it's going to get up for sale. Yeah, and everything's going up for sale. The market is in there. People can't afford the fucking houses. People are going to start defaulting because you know I, most of the time when you see people driving around in Range Rovers and stuff, especially when they're RH, they're in an incredible amount of debt. Yeah, so people are going to start defaulting. There's all sorts of securities that are based on their debt that are going to start defaulting. Boop fucking goes down it's like we're building a bubble all over again of yeah. horse shit you know and think about think about covid printed billions of dollars that were given billions to ukraine all the oh god my it's horrible and at the end of the day it's just for the average person what the fuck am i gonna do yeah and i'm glad you guys are like pushing on this thing and you're working on something because you know like like being millionaires fuck that if you guys are able to like all have family and make a good product and something you can be proud of who gives a fuck with the what with the big fame or what the driving because this is what it's really all about yeah you know what i mean like i was this is gonna sound crazy but i was watching a, a wu-tang video in the barbershop the other day they had like a whole wu-tang like like chain of things coming on, on youtube and i was like that is so fucking cool i was watching the old music videos and my barber's like oh yeah like actually that's not what my barber sounds like but we are like, oh, yeah, like fucking bitches, you know, like making all this money. Drive. Like, no, making a song with your boys and like putting your creativity in there. Like there was this one where Old Dirty Bastard was like the equivalent to King Kong climbing the Empire State Building. And there's helicopters like shooting at him. And I was like, just imagine how cool it is to make a video like yeah. that with your boys, you know, and it's, it's all part of the process and you got to enjoy that. But your guy's age is tough because you guys are starting to find out that college is stupid waste of fucking money i my it, biggest mistake ever was going well i mean it's but a it, step, it, it's a step in it's the process stepped in the, it was a step in the process because i i got to hear an expensive step in the process negative the my current net worth is negative twenty nine thousand. not a lot why do you have that much debt one year at albany not even a full year that's the crazy thing not even a full year and you took out a student loan Mm-hmm. 
I have a student loan for nursing school, but I did nursing school. Parent plus loan. I have a feeling I'm not going to be in, like, I'm probably not going to be working in nursing. Like, I have a feeling something else is going to flower. But I'm going to have that. You know, the hell, also, I did the nurse thing because COVID happened and I was up here, like, punching in numbers into a computer and I was like, I'm completely fucking worthless here. I was like, I would love to if something really bad happens or, like, every day when I go home going, you know, I was able to do something that helps somebody else. And that was like, big thing and even if like i made it big doing something else i still think i would at least once or twice a week be working in some form of healthcare thing to really give back yeah you know um yeah because when you said you were going into nursing i was like that is so out of left field but it, now it makes sense the way you just explained it yeah well i love and i was like I'm, i was thinking like i would love to be a doctor but you can't start being a doctor at 25 so no. it's like i'll go into nursing and then, you know, see how that is. And then I could progress and get my nurse practitioner, which is like a doctor these days. Mm-hmm. And then I could progress and get my doctor eventually. You know what I mean? Like I could go down that path or whatever happens. You know, I'm staying busy. Uh, I'm doing good things. And my mind feels really good. I go to the gym. And, and like I think I could really speak to like males that are between like the age of like 20 and 26. Like because I get it. Yeah, you know, we were just talking about some of that shit earlier, and you're chasing love, and you're trying to figure out what the fuck it all means. And it's like at the end of the day, I think just working on yourself, figuring out what's going to make you the best version of you, mm. and that means finding what you really like. Because a lot of the times, you just went along with things, trying to like it's almost like you're uh, it's almost like Goldilocks, like trying out the soups, and you're like too hot, too cold. I don't like this. You know, find out who you are, find out what it's going to take to be the best version of yourself, and then it's all going to figure itself out. It really is, you know, because a lot of people, they look and especially social media, you're constantly looking outside of yourself to find something. Yeah. And, you know, I remember there was this period in my life where, for example, like I I would my friends are all doing drugs. They're all doing. And and I mean, I've done some drugs, too, but it just something wasn't working for me. Um, Like people were doing shrooms and I would go in and I have a terrible fucking time. And I realized, like, you know what? Maybe just hard drugs aren't my thing. I have a family history of drugs. I can't sit down and enjoy them. I I don't have a good time. I'm, like, in my head. I'm fucking miserable. I also found out that I'm smart. Mm -hmm. And I used to, like, be around, like, people that were, like, dickheads. And I used to, like, use vocab words or I'd, like, talk about a topic that I was interested in. And people would look at me like I had three heads. Like, I love animals. I love fucking talking about animals. I could talk about bears. And I... I talk to it to like an autistic level to where I'm so interested in animals and like science. That's why I love nursing. Cause I'm like learning about what's going into this and what's going into this. And I was like, you know what? That's part of who I am. I was like, there's nothing I can do to change it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to censor it for other people. And I'm going to find people who support that. You know what I mean? Who mm-hmm. like, even though they're not into it, they're my best friends and they fuck with me. And even like my weird things or my good things, like everybody has strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And you can't connect to somebody unless they have weaknesses. You fucking can't. You know what I mean? Like somebody who's just perfect. Like you could be like, oh, I look up to them. You can't connect. And I remember one of the most touching things is like I started, because I would say I really started to come into my own and, and like who I was probably in the last two, three years. And I was on vacation with uh, Theo and Tom. We were on like this island. We took like this little excursion and there was a snake on the island and I was like far away from them and mm-hmm. the two of them were over and they ran and got me and they were like, there's a snake over here. And I went and I caught the snake and I was playing with the snake. And to me, that sounds, it sounds like so little, but my friends like embraced who I was and they knew that I love that. And they went and found me and I was like, 
for me, it was like like low key, like a little emotional because I was like, I've been in situations where I've talked about what I'm passionate about, and I, people have been dismissive to me. Yeah, and now I have my friends who I respect, who I love, and they were like embracing who I was. I was like, fuck, like yeah. Sam, there's a snake. That is ballsy to fucking pick up a snake and play yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, I love that shit, and I always have. And it's like something about my like, I just love animals. That's just who I am. I was always like jumping in the bushes, like catching snakes and shit. And yeah, I yeah. love. I you just, love fishing, I, and I yeah, exactly. Because for fish me, hook fishing, tattoo. you know why I like fishing? Because I get to look at a fish. Yeah. How because, often do you get to do that? Because I cast it out and I feel it pull, and I have no idea. I have no idea what's on the. Actually, I'm so good that I do know what's <laughs> on the other end. <laughs> that was but a. Uh, it's like a question: How big is it going to be? What the fuck is on the end? Of it? Is it maybe something I haven't caught before? Like, what's it going to look like? Like, how does this thing? How does this thing like? Like, how does it live? How does it make baby? Like, it was always very interesting to me, and I stopped. So that's just an example of something inside of myself that I stopped suppressing. Nah. Uh-huh. And then, you know, whatever my weaknesses are, I was like, I'd work on those. Like, what we were just talking about, the public speaking. Well, do you find that, like, so for myself, I'm always like, I need to be insanely busy and everything will work itself out. But then also when I have moments of downtime, I feel like things tend to work out. Like the other day, I was like, downtime's hard. Last night, I was spiraling. I was like looking for something to do. I was trying to do like anything. Like I got out, I like had this thing that I made out of wood and I was like, Oh, I'll just paint it. And then while I was painting and I was like, shit, this is the wrong paint for this. This is not going to work. And then I found clay what were you making out of wood. I made, it was a, like a, I made it a while ago. It was a stair set with like a ledge for tech decks, like fingerboard. Oh, okay. But it, I was like, I'm going to paint no, it. No. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm going to paint it. Uh, I feel like sometimes saying, making something out of wood as opposed to saying i made a little stair set with a yeah a, it sounds more respectable it sounds like you're making like a like stairs for yeah like it could be like literally something. anything but i feel like and if i say yeah i made a, <laughs> I made a, a if i said i made a stair set with a hubba are you gonna have any idea what the fuck I'm, i just said no exactly so if i said i made something out of wood the other day anyway so it was really vague though i thought you had like a new thing that was like totally out of yeah no i'm working on i'm working yeah, on i'm making puppets like huh anyway um so I was like, oh, the paint's not going to work. All right, whatever. Then I found clay. I was like, oh, I'm going to sculpt something. And I was like, wait, no, I don't have any of the fucking tools for it. And then I found paint. I was like, oh, wait, I'll try this paint. That paint didn't work. And I was just like literally every two, 20 minutes changing what I was doing. And I'm like, this is not, this is like as healthy as scrolling on Instagram for me. Like this is even worse. This is just like, I, my mind yeah. is looking oh. for something so bad to do because I have a creative mind and I like to create. And I, I generally, even though it was like something as stupid as like, pulling names out of that uh, little box the other day. Like I had so much fun putting that video together for no, for no reason at all. I like went home feeling insanely good about myself that I put, made this video. Cause we're doing like a skate tournament. Yeah. So, oh no, that was great. I really liked that. Yeah. So we're doing that. Like I actually wanted to show that to Anna after our conversation to show her how legitimate you guys are based on what I just said. Right. Do you find there's a lot of downtime is very critical on how you choose to use it. And especially when you're trying to navigate shit and figure things out, we, as our generation feels like there needs to be a constant there is, being, something going there on. There is a gap between our generation. Absolutely. Generation and yours. There is. Absolutely. Even it technically doesn't define a gap. There is. You're what? Five, five years older than me? Yeah. Well, How old are you? 94. I oh, was six years older than me. Like the last of the millennials. Last of the millennials. Yeah, but we were the, the first to really. No, you're five. Five years older than me. We were the ones to live in both. Before this stuff and after this stuff. 
So there is like, you know, obviously we can connect on things, but um, there's there's a definite definite gap in like just mindset and stuff. And I mean, but in terms of like how we all feel about the economy and job opportunities and future, I think we're in a similar situation. Yeah, because we're up next, you know, when the boomers are all dead and gone. Yeah, I mean, us. yeah, millennials, but fuck them. But like success now, like comes when you're like my age, and it used to come when you were your age. Yeah, everything's getting it takes longer. Latent, like my like, there's no fucking job. That so I when you were give you a shot until you have, like I can get a job like it like most financial places, but there's most places now that I have five I have five years under my belt. You know, like they're not going to give you that opportunity unless you have it in. Yeah. You know, almost every person that I know that's involved in some sort of. Well, my question was, though, when you were Spencer's age or my age, like, what did you find being the most beneficial to you? Like, figuring shit out, being busy or the downtime to really think about it? Being busy is good. Constantly working on things is good. Downtime is, I mean, I love downtime. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love running Warzone. Like, that's probably my worst habit is, like, running that. And I could do it for, like, two hours. And I haven't eight. played it in forever. Yeah, well, I, lo- I, like, I lose time with my girlfriend when I do that because I get home from clinical at, like, 10 mm. if, if I get out early, 11, and then I'll run until, like, 12, and then she's already in bed, and then I climb in, and I kiss her goodnight. That's it. You know what I mean? And I don't connect with her at all that day, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, So, you know, too much downtime. I would just work on some of those things, try things out. You know, it's really just such a weird time and everybody's so different. But what I did, I could just tell you what I did with my time is all I did was play basketball um, and look to get drunk all the time. And that's that's a difference with my generation and your guys' generation is, and I've noticed that one. Like, I know this kid, Caden. I'll shout him out. He's a fucking awesome kid. He's 19. He goes to my gym. He's a fucking savage. Um, loves playing basketball. Really good kid. I go golfing with him and shit. He honestly seems a lot older than he is. But he doesn't go out and he's like, it's not like he's like a dork or anything. Like he's a cool kid, like would be the type of dude if he was in my generation would be going out every night. Hmm. The going out thing has changed. People are like scared. Yeah, it's weird. It's very strange. And it wasn't like that. Like we were Thursday, Friday, Saturday, every week going out, especially me and your brother. Oh my God, we were savages. Yeah, he looks at me because I don't go out as like what the yeah, fuck but is he wrong doesn't. With you? You, see, your brother, as much as I love him, has an inability to like stop and like think no. in your yeah. shoes. Yep, or yeah. just think about things on a macro level. Mm-hmm. And frog, frog, <laughs> frog behavior. But <laughs> it really is like it's just so different, and I can't put my finger on it. But things I could, ju- I can't tell you what's different. I can tell you that it is different. Mm-hmm. And. Like downtime, I don't. Well, now the downtime is occupied by so much different shit, you know. But um, most of the time, when I was your age, was obsessing over women, um, video games. All right, Spencer's got the obsessing part. I got the video games part. Yeah, it seems like you're hinting at wanting to come back and act and be in some dying yeah, industry films production. So, um, maybe to like kind of just segue into like what my goals are right now. It's that like, yeah, that was me my. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, my goals right now are um, finish this nursing program, yeah. which I'm doing pretty good on. How long do you have to go? A year. How's that been for you, though, so far? It's a lot. Yeah. It's an adjustment, mm-hmm. but um, I feel like I've got it down. I This semester, I'm a little disappointed in myself because I've taken a little while to like speed up. Uh-huh. 
you know, when you're like a nice winter break, I busted my ass my first semester, which I think is your hardest semester because you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Um, you're in a hospital. They're like, you know, poops flying and they're like, you know, get with it. Get with um, the poop. Now I feel comfortable. That's good. Um, and I'm so I'm going to finish this program. I and now I'm constantly like, OK, I have some time off. What am I going to do? I think I'm this summer and you could hold me to it. It's actually good that I'm putting it out there right now. I'm going to really work on stand up over the summer. Nice. I'm going to try that. Okay. Um, if I could work up the guts, I'm getting more confident in myself. So I, I have friends there. that do stand up. We could like, you yeah, know, well, I keep, I had somebody you. hit me up the other day and tell me that I remind them of Shane Gillis. And I was like, that's a crazy competition. Well, people can, always say that, that you look like Chris Stefano. I get that a lot. Too. You get that a lot. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. And you know what? I'm like, I have a good sense of humor. I'm Woody. I was like, I'll try it. Yeah, you know, I've always wanted to try it. My friend Jason McLaren, he's a stand-up comedian. Yeah, he's like, dude, you should do it. Every time he sees me, you should do it. You yeah, should do it. yeah, like, yeah. Can't, they, bro. They I just know, can't. bro. They know. People have been telling me my whole life, and I was like, you know, I have some time off this summer. Why not? Yeah, you know. And uh, yeah, so that's that. Get through this nursing program. Um, Shout out to the housing market. I think it's going to crash everybody. So I would say now start saving your money. Mm-hmm. Um, we're already seeing like some trends right now where uh, there's houses coming to the market. I'm just very interested because that's my next goal too. Cop so, a house. Yeah, I want to buy a house. Not around here. Um, me and my girlfriend are looking at like South Carolina, okay. looking at Florida, you know, but we'll see what happens. Start making moves. Start making moves, and yeah, and I've already started making moves. You know, I'm saving so much money. We're living in her family's house right now, and this is the first time I've ever been able to not spend money on a house and fucking stack my bread. And yeah, yeah, because you and my brother were... Uh, I'm in finance, so... Uh, yeah, I'm a financial analyst, and I work from home. Yeah, he's had the same job since uh, Burrow House. Yeah. yeah, and I've just gotten promoted, like, over oh, and over. Sweet. And now I'm promoted to a point where I'm in, like, a really specialist team where it's, like, my work is really specialized, so it's, like, only, like, me and three other people can do it in the company and they like need us there. And it's, it's actually work. It's not mindless, like dupe, dupe, dupe work. It's like, okay, I have to go in and think about it. I love it. Uh, and it doesn't destroy me. And then I'm able to mentally be present when I go to uh, nursing school. And it's, it's just right now it's really sustainable. It's really good. It's funny too. Cause I thought I was like, am I doing enough? Am I going to get fired? And I was like, literally, cause corporate world is like weird with firing you and i my girlfriend i kept coming home every day going like i don't know they haven't talked to me in a while and i was like i got a call from my boss he's like fuck here it comes and he's like oh we're giving you a promotion i was like what the fuck (laughs) i was like sure i was like how you been you know yeah crazy but that's amazing though i mean hey we never know if we're doing things good or doing things right until the universe either nods its head yes or shakes its head no the universe has been really kind to me, and I think it's because I've been putting like good things out there. Yeah. But you know, just growing up, things were rough, and I was like, oh, I think the universe and me, I don't know, maybe an ancestor, like, you know, it's my good for nothing stinking grandfather or whatever from fucking holes. But like, yeah, that's how it always. I felt like he, I was cursed, and now it's like you know things are really turning up. My family's great. I'm healthy. Um, I feel like I'm in my prime. You know, I have good people around me, and I I enjoy all that. You know. Between Skate Fellas, INAT, Bro House, and this new project that we have, even though it's not new, it's over a year old, uh, what was your favorite role? Which one has been your favorite? Which one has been my favorite? Um, I guess getting stabbed in the throat is probably not your favorite, especially that we had no, to, that we, we a had to reshoot one. that. That you was were, a fun one to work on. It was uncomfortable. 
Yeah, you were uh, laying on the. It was uncomfortable because of the time of year. Also, it was just like I. Brutal. That was my most stressed out I ever. I had been. to sit around there a lot, and yeah. I was really busy that time of year. And I remember, like, also snowed like fucking crazy it that snowed, day. Snowed, and it was like also it was like I just met you guys, so a lot of the times like I felt like the odd man out, and I just had to sit around there playing my fucking thumbs. Uh, so that one was probably my least favorite. Okay, pickle was my favorite. That one was fun. I had a lot of fun on that, and I had fun like certain moments of Bro House. But pickle, I, pickle, it was like the first time like I didn't have to be like a douche, and it was like I just I went into a role of being a complete pussy, and it was so fun. Mm-hmm. It just, I would just crack. I would go home. I'd go home and I'd be in the car like talking to myself like a pussy, just coming up with things to say, and I would literally be like laughing at myself. Uh, like, uh. That was great. Oh, here's a quote that I wrote down. This yeah. is as I started to work on myself. Maybe I can end on this. Maybe it won't sound as good as it did when I was 25. Maybe. It's funny. The day I decided to start living for me, it wasn't a huge meltdown or a monumental event. It was just a Monday and enough was enough. Hmm. You like that? I do like that. Because that's, that's kind of it. It's just like enough. We, we want it to be enough. I'm trying to be something I'm not. Yeah. And it wasn't like, you know, people want to act like it's going to like hit you. And it's, I think a lot of people chase that. Like something big's going to happen that's going to change. It's almost like that Chris Moltisanti line where he's like, you ever had a feeling nothing good was ever going to happen to us? And then he goes to Paul and he goes, yeah, and nothing did. I'm here. I'm breathing. I'm half a wise guy. And that's that, you know, but it's like people think something, it's rare that things happen that are so crazy that they change your entire life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like a gradual change in a process and. A little bit every day makes a bigger difference than yeah. Anything. I I think I'm not gonna. I, I agree and disagree with your statement because I do think people. Well, there's things like deaths. Yeah, that well, happen hold on. that will change you. But I, in general, I do, I do think like if you are actively trying and throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks, and like and then something comes along your way. Like for example, if you are trying to become an actor and you are taking classes and you're auditioning and then you're doing local theater and then while you're doing a a play somebody discovers you like yeah sure uh, some crazy thing can happen i know where that changes your life forever but you are putting yourself that's in in the realm of that being what that is 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 okay you got a big break but it wasn't a life-changing event no it's not a life-changing event luck is when is when is when opportunity meets readiness yeah that's what i'm that's that's exactly what i'm getting i'm getting at a lot of people expect preparation like oh this tiktok video i'm about to blow up and now i'm gonna be i'm gonna have a Fortnite skin it's just like because we back to the internet we don't know somebody and then all of a sudden they're everywhere like you you know what i mean like oh who's that never heard of them now it's like oh yeah taylor swift that name you can't get out of your fucking head so people that oh the whole overnight sensation thing that doesn't actually exist because like you said it's just like opportunity and being ready meaning preparation like somebody like taylor swift is taylor swift because of she's ready for the moment exactly x y and z now somebody like us like ready for the moment you know if i'm like oh i want to be a radio host i want to be a podcast uh uh superstar whatever i'm not saying i don't but i'm just saying as an example like if i wasn't doing this every week and then taking the hours to edit and do you know what i mean obviously some random opportunity is not going to just fall out of the fucking sky and a lot of people Expect that. It's just the same thing. I was talking about somebody with this the other day. Um, Like, people are so oriented on the product of something 
the end goal, the result of something. That like, they, that, yeah, that's the same thing. It's a problem I have with the destination and not the journey. Exactly. It's the same problem I have with New Year's res- uh, resolutions. It's like people you go, should have been doing that. What? Yeah, that's what I. Every time somebody goes, oh, here's my new. You should have been doing that. You. The, the fact that's that what you, I. Yeah. Should have. I don't even started a week. Give ago. New Year's resolution. I don't even say what. Oh, what's your resolution? It's like that's a dumbass way to because the New Year's resolution in itself is something that you were preparing. I think it's an. I think it's outdated. It I is think, outdated. I think it's slowly gonna. I think it was for when people it was like, you know, time moved a lot slower. Yeah. And it was a real good opportunity to. Like be like, okay, I'm starting this today, but in today's age, there's no need for a New Year's resolution. You, no. Whatever you want to do, you should be starting just, it today. Just start it right now. Do it. I hate when I when people tell me, oh, I want to get in shape, and they go, yeah, I'm thinking next. Why don't you go today? Yeah, start it right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And with the resolution things, that in itself, like we expect people to break their New Year's resolution. So it's like, oh well, you know, and then we joke about it, and you know, it's fine. Like. Yeah, well, it's just dumb. It, it's it's, like it's dumb, but to to base garbage. your whole life on like, yeah, right now, like tomorrow, I'm everything. I'm gonna get everything back on track. It's just like, just like you said, doing it right now. But people, and I and I say people because I myself was one of the like that for a while. I when I was younger, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing this. I'm gonna be doing that. And then I'm like finding myself where there's little moments like when we were tearing down the other day when we were filming something it's like i don't want to fucking do this and it's like no these are the things that are important and necessary and obviously i'm not going to be thinking about these moments nearly as much as the better ones that are going to be coming along because you know it's such a small thing but you said it you were like nobody thinks about these things it's just like yeah yeah that's that's true like i didn't start a film production company with my friends to blow up and win a fucking oscar but i also didn't start a film production company to be filming videos in an art gallery and having to set up lights and tear down but it's just like uh, that's cool that this still thing this thing gets to happen through this thing and if more people i think oriented them their way of thinking to to that and again to i'm not special i don't think i'm better than anybody else because i identify that i'm saying to anybody out there that's listening identifying that is fucking huge and it is very possible because we all know somebody and even ourselves we're all struggling with something if we're in a cycle of like uh me or you or whatever i want to do this thing but sunday scaries it's like i didn't do it this week but this week i'm gonna do it this week i'm gonna fucking do it and then you you're conditioned to always you know, you like well, it's a muscle. whip around it's a muscle in your brain that come out hot. Right. The, and then you the, turn back and then you're here and then you're like, oh man, another week. It's our, I know this week I'm going to get even farther. And then you're up. Oh, nope. Coming right back. Like it's not necessarily a linear path. It's more like a web. And if you're constantly moving, well, I, th- I think it is linear and here's why. Okay. And I, this is just going to be the last thing that I contribute. Cause I was just thinking this is a good thing to end on. And I, I use it in life all the time. Mm hmm. And, you know, you hear people like, oh, how did that person end up there and whether that ending is good or bad. So, for example, you know, it's a really horrible thing right now, but we've all heard about people dying from fentanyl. We know people who are on the streets. Yeah. Um, people go, oh, my God, how could you be that person? The, the, the fact of it is, is that person didn't become that person overnight. Yeah. And I remember uh, a really uh, intelligent person told me one time that it's like, so you know how planes use like all sorts of like uh, geographical things to map where they are and you put the coordinates in there if you put the coordinate off by one degree so let's say you start a flight and you're going the wrong way but only by one degree by the time you end 
the flight, you're going to be in a completely different place. So what? So every day, it's just one goes this way, and one goes the other. And if you are almost every single day rationalizing making the wrong decision, you're going to end up in a far different place than if you were making the right decision every day. These things add up. You know? Yeah, it's more about the little things you do every single day, and especially when it comes to doing different difficult things. If you're doing difficult things every day, the difficult things get a lot easier to do, like getting up and going to the gym, or being respectful, or getting dressed, mm-hmm. or doing your job, or taking the dog out. All these things, when you push yourself to do them, they just get they get easier and easier. It's just like the gym. It's like anything you, you build it and you build it stronger. You train your brain whether it's stop thinking negatively, be more forgiving. All these things just kind of come when you work on them a little bit every day. Hell yeah. Solid way to end it. Sam, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Well, that was fun. We'll have you back. We definitely yeah. will. Maybe we'll yeah, make I'd a weekly to. thing out of this. Sundays with Sam. Hosted right here. It's nice to have somebody give a fuck about what I say. <laughs> I don't know if anybody gives yeah, a fuck actually, about what we that's say. That's a good point. Personally. No, but it's nice to just kind of like, you know. No, but like right now, myself. right now this conversation, all three of us benefited from it. Yeah. And yeah, I'm so only recording it because just in case somebody wants a conversation like this but might not have the friends or the places to go to hear it. This is why this podcast exists. Good point. Yeah. Simple as that. And to get sponsorships. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you, Sam Spencer. And I'm Mike. This has been the end of the episode. All right. Now, seriously. Bye. Dying to talk. See you next time. (laughs) Dying to talk too.